30 years ago, I realized I wasn't living out my dreams. Life was just happening to me, and I was watching it go by. I was living randomly. Goal Camp endeavors to help you align with your goals and dreams. Live with intent and set a path for your footsteps to move along so that you have a higher probability of success in achieving your personal goals and adding value to others. It's time to get excited about the life you're living. It's time to stop living randomly. I'm Derek Lott, your camp director, and this is Goal Camp. Welcome to part two of my 2019 diagnostic. We are on the campsite and really talking about the how-to. Part one, I ended on talking about the challenges of weight loss and some tips that I've learned. And we really made it through the first few goals of 2019. Uh, Just as a refresher, I had 10 major goals that I wanted to accomplish in 2019. That was over and above the things that I would do day to day. And I lead a pretty busy life. I have a full-time job. I have mentoring that I do for uh, Women Unlimited. I have mentoring that I do for the Pinellas uh, County School System. And, and so there's a lot of things going on day to day with my family and and so forth. This was over and above stretch goals. So if we get back to the chronological order that we were in from part one, I would have been around April, and it was my son's 21st birthday. So proud of him as he's grown up over the years. But we had started our planning our vacation uh, at that point. We had made the decision before, back in December around Christmas time, to go on a family vacation. And I remember we were sitting at the table. It was Christmas dinner. We were just talking about, hey, let's let's have a family vacation. We hadn't been on a family vacation in so long because the kids, as they got older, it was hard to coordinate and get them synced up. We talked about it, and at Christmas dinner again, as I was saying, we brought up the discussion, and it floundered. My son had track. My oldest was traveling a lot. And my younger daughter had just started a new job in Cincinnati. We were in Florida. I saw the resistance at that point. I'm sitting there at the table and I'm listening to everybody talk about the challenges they have. And nobody's talking about how we can make it work. And that's a sign that you are dealing with resistance. If you haven't listened to my episode on resistance, go back and listen to resistance because anything that stands in your way of doing anything of any significance is resistance and you've got to bust through it. You've got to resist back. You've got to push back. You've got to claim what it is that you want out of life because life is not just going to hand it to you. I kind of took a stand and made a strong statement. This is a goal. It's a goal of mine. It should be a goal of all of ours. And I persisted and asked everybody to pull out their calendars right there at dinner. And I think phones came out. I guess everybody loves to grab a phone and look at a phone because we try not to do that during dinner. But I was determined we were going on vacation in 2019. And so anyway, we landed on uh, the June time frame. It was. It took us about 15 
15 minutes everybody talking about, well, I got to do this, what, you know, my friend's getting married and this is going on. And this. Well, maybe the last week of June or around the 4th of July. And so we locked that in and we said, okay, everyone, June, we're going on vacation. The end of June, either the third or fourth week of June, we are going on vacation. Block it out. It's got to happen. And, and so it's sad at that point, but everybody had it on, on their calendar for that week. Right after my son's 21st birthday in April, we began planning in earnest and we did a group text, started sending back and forth ideas for where we could go. Here, here's a little notable. If you're trying to do a big vacation, probably good to start planning a year out and not uh, two months out. <laughs> But uh, that's where we were. And we pulled up several options and we text them back and forth and we ran the numbers and the numbers were rich to say the least. Started looking at all kinds of options and, and really came up empty. We wanted to go to Mexico. We wanted to go to Jamaica. Uh, but with where everyone was flying people all around and, and the various things, it was extremely expensive. It really started looking like we may not be able to pull off the vacation just because of the the cost. And, and again, get, getting back to one of the statements I made is always consider the cost of your goals. Sometimes we want to make a goal, but we don't think about the cost. How much will it cost? And do, can I really afford it at this time? And that may deprioritize it sometimes. But we made a decision to stay in the States. And we went to the Florida Keys instead. And we drove. Old younger daughter flew down to Florida. And we all got in a van and we drove down to the Keys. And it turned out to be a wonderful vacation the drive was a little long, but well worth it. We spent time with each other. I can't say enough about how excited I was to be with my entire family, which I hadn't been in, in some time, and how happy it made you know my wife and, and all of us. We really had a, a great time. And so when it comes to vacations, some of the things I will, will point out is, again, the cost. Make sure you think about how much you want to spend on your vacation, especially if it's a family vacation. Who's going to pay? How much are each of the family members going to pay to participate and, and so forth? There are so many ways to vacation these days beyond the typical get a hotel and air and airfare. Ask around. There's generally someone you know who's a whiz at traveling and doing it affordably. There are bed and breakfasts, there's Airbnb, there's um, home away. There, there's so many ways to take care of accommodations and there's so many ways to schedule the activities that you're going to do. The other thing for sure is lock in the date. If you're doing a family vacation, you have to get the date locked in because we have tried in the past and we could not get the dates locked in and if you just let it go by you'll never land the date so you have to land the date the other thing really made vacationing a blast was an itinerary and i know sometimes that sounds kind of corny but having an itinerary will ensure everyone knows what's going to happen where they need to be when and also 
how the meals are planned, the breaks, because often when you're together as a group, it's good to have some time out for yourself. And I know for me, I have to have it. Build in uh, ample breaks for people to do things on their own or just to rest or veg out, whatever it may be. And that ensures everyone has a good time and make sure the activities are varied. So some people who may not be into outdoorsy things might have something that they want to do whether it's going to museums or things of that nature so make an itinerary and ensure everyone has input on it makes the vacation very enjoyable use your frequent flyer programs or your loyalty rewards programs for the hotels i know there's priceline and a lot of different things you can do but loyalty over time builds great value and benefit One of the benefits I have with Hyatt Hotels is that because I've been with them for so many years and they're a preferred hotel, generally when I travel, that's the first hotel I'm looking for accommodations in. I get certain perks, but I've built that over time. So don't underestimate loyalty with the hotels and airlines that you travel on. During all of this, I had other responsibilities going on. I'm ensuring everything that in my day-to-day life is supposed to happen is being maintained whether that's maintaining my social media the activities for my book my work different campaigns i may be running all of those things have to be maintained my participation in the district 84 international speech contest was a high priority so that was going on and i won and that was amazing but all of these things were going on in a, in addition these were the things i was doing every day in addition to trying to go for these reach out goals the year was packed it was full it was rich it was hard (laughs) but so rewarding and there were some long nights i don't want to convey that oh it's just so easy all you have to do is go do it no you have to make some decisions there's some long nights to make these things happen it just is what it is i was sometimes up to 3 a.m working on some of these goals and that isn't easy sometimes I was tired as all get out, Uh, but what was, was it worth to me? And that's one of the things I, I always say, what's it worth to you to have the best year yet? What's it worth to you? All I could keep saying to myself was, what's it worth? Is it worth it? And I'd I'd get a little more energy to keep going. And it was worth every late night. It was worth every sacrifice. It wasn't every night and not always 3 a.m., but it was well worth it. There were times I wanted to quit. And if I didn't fight back and shut the mouth of resistance, I would have. I would have laid down and went to sleep. And I will note, note and point out that make sure you manage the law of diminishing returns. Sometimes it is best to go to sleep. Know you and know your body. And at some point, it makes more sense to get your rest and wake up early while you refresh and get back to it. Do you, please, please do you. I'm not asking you to do what I did. I'm telling you how I did it so that you can determine what works best for you and that you know it is possible. I don't make recommendations. I tell you my story and you gather the bits and pieces of my story that resonate with you and are things that you believe that you can accomplish. I want you to see under the hood 
of my story. So where are we? We're, we're probably around Q3 uh, of, uh, because we had vacation and that was like June and going into July. And at this point, I've pretty much rocked all of my financial goals. I've increased my savings, I've reduced some debts and improved my budget by cutting some conveniences to an enhance that cash flow. I've made some changes in my book, how I have those royalties structured, and I've also uh, started working on investing. And as it relates to investing, for me, I'm new to investing in serious investing. I wanted to educate myself, so I became a member of a club that produces publications that help me learn about things that I can invest in, the drawbacks, and, and some of the expectations. Whatever you want to do, you have to become smarter about. And I wanted to become smarter about my own money. And I have a lot to learn, but the ball is in motion. And I've made several investments, not only in stocks and bonds, but businesses and precious metals. And I continue to expand my portfolio. This is exciting and at times nerve wracking. But I am becoming way more educated than ever before on investing and my money. This is critical. I think we abdicate the responsibility for our money because it's complicated and we want to, don't want to be bothered. We put everything in a 401k or we lock it in with a financial investor. And that's good. But I'm learning that you need to know way more about your money than anyone else. I moved out of an apartment so that I could stop paying rent. But man, living in an apartment was awesome. Something breaks, you call the office. They fix it and it no cost to you. However, every year the price of rent was going up. And also they, they're in and out of your unit as they please obviously for good reasons. For me, the cost just outweighed the convenience. So I was planning to move out. And yes, I'm happy to announce goal accomplished. So I am in a, a place that needs a little work, uh, a little rough on the edges, but that'll give me something else to put on the goal list for 2020. So some of the tips I learned over the course of the last year uh, throughout my life as it relates to that financially is Money wants to flow. So you have to predetermine where it will flow to. Make as much money as you can and save as much of it as you can, as fast as you can, to take advantage of compound interest. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. You don't have to make a lot of money to be well off in your retirement, to be well off early in life, to retire early, but you do have to make as much money as you can, save as much money as you can, as fast as you can. Financial planners are great. I do have no issue with the financial planning industry. But you should take an active part in managing your money. And some of it should be under your direct control. And maybe the majority of it. Contingent upon how uh, disciplined you are. I gained an understanding from uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, on his philosophy of money. And that insight is this. When you have a financial planner or someone handling your money, they make money whether you make it or you lose it. So if you lose money, they still get paid a commission or a fee. Well, how does that work? That means you're always losing. When you win, they take something. When you lose, they take something. That is not a merit-based relationship with your financial planner. 
And I know often you'll, oh, it's a down market, don't worry, it'll come back and so forth. But they don't say, well, when it comes back, I'll get paid then. They're taking their money whether you win or lose. Related to point number two, where I said make as much as money as you can as fast as you can. Related to that point, if you are in your 20s, I want you to consider living like you're in your 40s. Let me say that again. If you are in your 20s, live like you are in your 40s. And when you reach 40, you will have some amazing choices. You'll be able to live how you want to live. And retiring early will be easy for you. When you're 20, don't go buy the flashy cars. Don't try to buy the biggest house. Don't try to do knock it out of the park and then find yourself highly leveraged for 20 years and then in your 40s you're finally coming out you want to be well positioned to be compounding from day one from day one you're going north one of the other major goals that was important to me in 2019 was helping others if you don't have goals that have you know nothing to do with you you're missing something. Everything doesn't revolve around us. I know we like to think that because it just tends to be that way. We wake up, we have to go to work, we have to pay our bills, and so we can become self-absorbed. But our lack of goals that benefit humanity eventually will take its toll on us and leave us empty. The greatest joy is to bring joy to someone else. And that's a very powerful truth. What we do for others is so impacting and so powerful that it makes us feel good, even if we're not receiving anything. I had a goal to help one of my team members get promoted. And I spoke with them and said, it'll be tough because we're going to change perceptions. We're going to increase the exposure in the organization and we're going to set a target in 90 days for that person to be situated or to be in position to be considered for promotion 90 days there are so many questions and so many expectations but we wrote it all down and we worked them out and started really knocking out the perception changing actions one by one and i went to my boss and i said hey look i want to talk to you about this person they have a lot of potential i believe in them they're ready for promotion i'd like to come back to you in in 60 to 90 days and talk a little bit more about that so he said hey sounds good i'd love to hear about it i don't know a lot about that person and that gets back to they haven't been given that exposure we began to work on getting this person ready for a promotion One of the things that had to happen was visibility throughout the organization in demonstrating competency. Began to give that person more responsibilities that were a step above what their day-to-day was. If you want to be promoted, sometimes you've got to walk into it before you actually have it. You have to start living the part and then people will begin to acknowledge you as playing the part, if that makes sense. So as we began to work and get that visibility and and put more responsibility on the plate, the candidate rose to the occasion. They began to make significant and dramatic improvement. And one of the things is it relates to your professional career, there's no reason to wait. You can accelerate your path to promotion. There's no reason. I firmly believe you can demand more of yourself, you can demand more of your teams, and they will rise to the occasion. And if they don't, they fall back. By pushing, you find out 
what's possible. By pushing, you understand what the outer limits are. But this candidate rose to the occasion. And within 60 days, I went back to my, my boss and I, we had a conversation with the candidate. And as a matter of fact, I, I set up a one-on-one with my boss and the candidate. The candidate rocked it. My boss was impressed. Never knew that that person was capable, encouraged about her future and potential. He signed off on the promotion. And that promotion was about 120 days after we started the process of raising her visibility and responsibilities. The candidate was so thankful. Who can you help get promoted? Who can you help achieve their dreams? The aspect of helping others is that you help them do things that they can't necessarily do for themselves. Our charity can never be underestimated. Even the smallest gift or gesture can make a big difference. As I think about charity, that was one of the areas that I kind of was a little rocky in 2019. I still haven't, and we're coming up on uh, the last few weeks of the year, and I still haven't fulfilled that goal of wanting to do something for the holidays. And Thanksgiving has gone by, but Christmas is still on the radar and I have not given up. I'm going to be in a soup kitchen or doing something to help others this Christmas season. So if you have any ideas for me, if you are listening to this podcast and it's still 2019, don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram and give me some ideas of how you're going to support the community and help those less fortunate than yourself. Okay, I want to talk about one more goal and give you an update. That's on my my book evolve. This is my second book and this is due, the manuscript is due by December 15th and I have more work to do. (laughs) I am finalizing the first draft but it, it really gets tough when you get down to finalizing it and making sure all your ideas are are together. Uh, we will make that deadline of December 15th. The tougher part about writing is not so much the writing. After I wrote my first book, I realized I could write my second book. It's really the focus because writing is, let's say for 100 pages, it's 40 hours. It's staying focused to really get the the writing done, to get the editing done. And getting sidetracked is probably the biggest issue and it throws off your rhythm. A few things that I've found that work if you are endeavoring to write a book. 30,000 words is about 40 hours of writing. 30,000 words is roughly 100 pages. I, I was just saying that. So there's your task. If you want to write a 200-page book, you can just double it. But that's just a framework. It's not that, oh, okay, I'm going to write 100 pages, but it gives you an idea of what you're dealing with. If you want to write a book, 40 hours is what you're looking at. However, the 40 hours typically gets drawn out over so much time. Writing a book is reasonable. It's difficult to find a good writing time. Find the space and the place to write. It may be early in the morning. You may have to get yourself up early so you have that quiet time and you have a space, your own office or a table or someplace where you can go and you can write. The other tip is map out your book. You need to have an outline of what you're going to talk about in your book. And if you can't come up with a reasonable outline or a map for your book, you're going to run into writer's block and you're going to stall often. Make sure you have a hardy map 
for you to write that book. What are you going to talk about? What are the major themes, the major ideas? What do you want to get across? And when you have that mapped out, you're going to find you can flow through your writing much more effectively. Find good editors and people that can make your work at really boiling down the ideas, make that very efficient. I'm a big collaborator. I've said it before. Collaboration is the key to success and accelerating goal achievement. Take a writing class so you know some of the requirements in writing. There are some requirements of how you write things, understand the basics of language and sentence structure. Those will help your editing and save you a lot of time. So I've talked about all the things that I've done and accomplished and what an amazing year. There's one goal I didn't touch on. Do you remember which one? Music. I had some goals to advance my personal love for music and playing music. I did start practicing and did start doing some writing and collaborating, but I had planned to have some tracks finished, maybe about three tracks ready to go and published, and I was going to have a channel and a space on Mixcloud or Soundcloud, and, and those things didn't come to fruition. And yes, I'm disappointed, but as I look back, you know, and you're going to have to make these calls as you move through the year, you have to make some decisions. Sometimes you have to reprioritize. Sometimes you have to say, wow, a lot's going on. Something's happened in my personal life. There's, there's things that come up. So you have to review your goals. Review your goals every day till you have them almost committed to memory. My goals were committed to memory at this point. And so I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not going to get to something. And music uh, took it on the chin, <laughs> so to speak. But uh, I did make progress. It'll be back in 2020. And I will ensure that I, I stay focused on its importance so that as I move through 2020, I can reshuffle goals and music hopefully will stay towards the top of my priorities. Always be running the thought process of what's most important now. And for me, music had to take a step back. And as you hear me talk about it, you know it's important to me. You know it's meaningful to me. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to uh, go back at that one for 2020. And I hope this diagnostic gives you the belief that you can reach your goals. You can go get it done if you truly want them. If you truly want to look in the rearview mirror and say, man, that was a wild ride. What's next? Your goals are worth it. But are you hungry enough? Are you driven enough? Do you have the, the tenacious fortitude to persist and pursue your very best outcome? When you achieve your goals and those goals that are stretch goals, you stand on the mountain with greater visibility to even more possibilities. Thanks for listening to Goal Camp. All the resources from this episode can be found on my website at DerekSeelot.com forward slash Goal Camp. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Derek C. Lott. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. Achieving your goals is not something that you can do alone. Find a partner that can keep you accountable. Looking forward to the next episode. Until next time, this is your camp director, Derek C. Lott, signing off.